0: Hello introverts, welcome to the INFP podcast. My name is Vicky and I am an INFP and I'm your host. I am forever searching for my thing, my way to express and contribute to the world, always introspecting and wanting to know more about myself and the world around me. If you are here, then you probably feel the same way. In this podcast, I explore and share my thoughts and feelings around navigating life as an INFP. I talk about topics around creativity, productivity, parenting, business, and more. If this sounds like your thing, then grab a drink and a snack and sit back and enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Vicky here. So, some of you may know that I started a coaching business about six months ago now, where I support mothers living with disabilities to live as the fullest expression of themselves. And I do coach introverts and INFPs and INFJs and even ISFJs too. But I found that those clients, so the introverts and the INF, INFPs, INFJs, ISFJs, um, those clients. Um, seem they either seek me out and find me, or you know, they come to me quite organically, which I really love. Um, you know, I mean, like how many times do you as an introvert or an inFP especially? um seek out information and people about INFP stuff, right? Um, you most likely searched INFP podcasts and found this or something very similar. And, you know, I really love that. That's how I find my information on, you know, topics, especially around personality type and that kind of thing. I go looking for it. But I don't know where you hang out on social media or how to find you as an audience. So I just ended up creating this podcast and throwing it out there and, you know, hoping that you will find it and it will, you know, fall into the ears of those who, you know, who need it or who who like this kind of content. But this other business, the one for disabled mums, you know, and I think many businesses, um... You know, they're a different story to what I've experienced with this podcast and coaching introverts. So my other business meant that I've had to plan and market and create really concise content and, you know, try to find where my audience is and get in front of them. And, you know, it's really amazing stuff, but it's hard. It's harder for me. And having that business and starting that business um has taught me so much in the last six or so months. And you know, that's what I wanted to come in and talk to you about today. So the topic um today is five things I've learned about starting a business as an introvert. So let's get into it. So number one, this is what I've learned. So these are five things I've learned about starting a business as an introvert or the experience i've had over the past six months as an introvert starting a business so number one i have a million ideas and can solve many types of clients problems but i cannot really do all of them so here's some examples of um of that right so i'm a serial facebook group starter so i started like three groups which isn't a good idea for me in the end. it just was so overwhelming and I didn't even make a dint in building them, to be honest. I just started them and then went, oh, I don't know what to do now and I don't really want to be on here anymore and I don't know what to share. And it was very difficult juggling um, several groups. Um, I wanted to actively cater to different aspects of my niche. So, I was catering to mums with disabilities, but I was also catering to other businesses and service providers who work with mothers with disabilities, because in part of my content and message is um, encouraging and educating business people or service providers, um, the unique complexities of being a mom with a disability. And I wanted to cater to everything because I could see a need in so many areas. I'm like, I could feel that. I could feel that need. I could speak to that. And it was, it was great at the beginning, but I burned, didn't burn out, but I could see the steam just disappearing and it was becoming harder. And it helped me realize what things, um, what well, aspects weren't really lighting me up so it was never a waste it was a learning experience and you know the other thing is I've <laughs> I want to do the work in this podcast and I want to work on you know the Elegant Daydreamer blog even though it's not on anymore um, like it's not published on the internet anymore and I don't really do a lot there but I really love working with introverts and infps and infjs and isfjs (laughs) um that's really um fulfilling for me so i have all these ideas so a million ideas and i can see so many areas that i could fill fill a need for a client or or for an audience Um, but i can't do all of them as much as i want to so what i've ended up doing recently is take an honest look at what projects i really want to work on and I suppose, prioritize which ones feel the most fulfilling to me. So that was kind of like the, um, you know, the, t- the litmus test almost, like what's the most fulfilling. And then parking or abandoning the other things, the other ideas, and trying not to feel guilty about it. You know, it's um easy to feel like we're giving up on things we've started, but it's not giving up on something. I feel like turning that around and say it's empowering ourselves to make decisions that are of our highest good and best use of our energy and our, um, you know, our commitment and our time. And this looked for me like cancelling a collaboration um, that would have got me in front of potentially thousands of businesses. And you know, it was meant to be today, as I record this episode. It was meant to happen today, and I cancelled it. So what I'd done instead was honor my energy. And cancelled because those audience members, they were part of an audience space that I decided I didn't want to serve um, anymore. And instead, I didn't have to feel anxious and stressed by doing this webinar. Um, Yes. So, and instead of doing the webinar, I've been able to create two podcast episodes for this podcast, which has been feeling really amazing and fun and, um, you know, creative and expressive and of and fulfilling. And I've also been able to cuddle my twin baby nieces as well, which I wouldn't have been able to do. I was able to spontaneously go over and see um, my sister and her babies and it was so nice. Um, and, you know, right now I'm feeling really creative and really energized um, that maybe I'll even create another episode <laughs> after this while I've got you know the enthusiasm and the excitement get a few of them done but I was not feeling enthusiastic and excited I was feeling drained and um, anxious and um, just finding it really hard to it would have been really hard to commit to this other thing that wasn't feeling in alignment with me and as INFPs it's so hard to do what's not in alignment with us <laughs> Um. so number two Moving on to number two, setting a pace that I cannot maintain. Very similar to the first point, Um, but it's so easy to do and it really is a result of all those ideas that I want to bring into the world. It's been so easy to set up a list of tasks to do, um, so like just tasks, Um, but in reality, it's not a sustainable way for me. And I am never sure how much I can manage until I give it a go either. So I've learned that it's okay. It's all about information gathering. It's, all, it's okay to try and see how I go with things um, and then get information from that. You know, this is too many things. I can't sustain this. I didn't know that until I tried, right? Um, you know, I don't really know how many social media posts or reels feel good for me until I've experienced too many, too much workload. Um, so what does this look like for me? So it looked like me coming up with a bunch of admin tasks that are you know very useful and supportive in in uh, you know in the world of business but it was also overwhelming me so as and I'm an INFP as you, <laughs> you probably know by now um but my inferior function extroverted thinking um which is like my my least um I guess um what do the word be but just least skilled cognitive function in my stack it's it got all excited about setting up this perfect system and these sets of tasks and i could do all these things and it would mean that i'll be able to move the needle so fast and it all looked so achievable it looked so organized and i felt so on top of everything until i didn't feel on top of it and until it didn't work and i realized that the simpler things are the better um it felt particularly prevalent in my social media planning i felt like i could cre- i could create um and put out so much more than i really can and i realized just because i you know it i just because there looks like an opportunity to be able to create so much doesn't mean i should doesn't mean it's good for me so again um this looked like allowing parts of my audience to fall away as i mentioned already Um, It looked like being okay with less tasks to do and it looked like allowing everything to unfold at the pace that felt good and sustainable for me. And it's not that I wasn't, I'm not doing tasks or planning, I've just really pared it back to be, you know, bare minimum that's going to move the needle and allow me to be able to maintain that. So I just recently finished up. My six month business coaching with my business coach. Um, she's amazing. Her name's Ellie Swift. She's so great to follow you. should follow her, and she has a podcast too. And yeah, she's so, so great. And this type of coaching is a group mastermind coaching model. Uh, and I loved that because it meant I could see the reality of creating a business and realizing that much of what I felt, what I felt, others were feeling too you know, um, being tired, feeling overwhelmed, um, life getting, um, life, you know, trying, you know, pulling you away from business because, you know, we're multifaceted. We're not just business person, right? Um, But what I wanted to speak to here, speaking about the coaching is that I could see so much opportunity to get so much done and work on and get feedback on so many things aspects of things like through this coaching. Um, So like we could ask a question a day in the Facebook group and the coaches would respond. Um, We had fortnightly coaching calls. Um, We had fortnightly copy review where we could receive like submit some copy and get feedback on that and coaching on that. And you know what? I didn't utilize it to its maximum potential and I would have literally burnt out if I had. And instead um and this is after realizing i'd set an unrealistic pace for myself i went ended up going with my own pace um and i have made so much progress on my business still even going at my own pace um i've learned that you can move the needle on things on projects um with lesser but more intentional strategic input and yes i just used the word strategic here which is unusual <laughs> for me um But it was actually a strategy and my coach pointed that out to me that, you know, that I was strategic on how I paced myself knowing my energy cycles and what my capacity was. And I'm like, okay, that's really true. That's right. It is. It is being strategic and knowing myself and trusting myself. And that was really great to kind of realize that. Um, But yeah, so as much as there was so much you could get out of this coaching and, you know like if you really went in and had nothing else in your life to focus on um it, yeah i could have maybe progressed or grown my business more but would i have been able to you know manage that would i have been able would i be happy would i feel fulfilled or would this be so stressful for me and i'd be you know other parts of my life would be you know um being ignored so it's was really good for me to see how i work and not putting pressure on myself to be a certain way but to honor my way and i found that really empowering and and really great so our energy cycles as introverts will not mean that our businesses will fall behind or anything detrimental will happen to them um Number 3, I've learned what my energy cycles look like and that it is okay not to resist them, but to work with them. So our energy cycles as introverts and you know that we need to we need time to step away and recharge ourselves and go within, that does not mean that our businesses will fall behind or that anything detrimental will happen to them. Our energy cycles, if we work with them, allows us to step away and re-prepare ourselves to come back to it fresh um, ready and although we might feel that we are being inconsistent over the last six months of business for me I have realized that there has been consistency and strategy and that by allowing for the energy cycles to be what they are you know when we zoom right out um, or over long 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 term things don't appear as inconsistent. They don't appear inconsistent anymore. You can see the pattern. And, you know, we are not linear beings. Our energy ebbs and flows we with, um, you know, it's all a cycle. And as introverts, we need to honor that ebb and flow because, you know, that's our battery supply, that's our energy source, and that is how we can come back and do, you know, be more productive, efficient, and, you know, um, have more... <laughs> Make more happen with the energy we have, whereas if we just kept going even when we don't have, you know, when we need to be honoring that time to go within and we're pushing that away and saying, no, I've got to be extroverted or I have to be productive and I have to be on, you know, it may not actually be giving, you know, it might not be as efficient and you might not be giving the best output you can. Number four, create content in a way that feels aligned with you. I love podcasting over, say, creating pretty graphics and carousel posts. I do like to dabble in them, you know, creating the, you know, the graphics. Um, but I love the spontaneous feel of podcasting and how I feel energized afterwards rather than drained. So when I have been on Canvas, say, making these graphics because I've felt, you know, des- a desire to or I have to, um, you know, I if I'm doing that for too long, creating the graphics can be really draining for me. Um, you know, and I really feel heavy and, you know, uncomfortable afterwards. Um, but you know, like what is it that lights you up as far as content goes? Do you love making videos? Um, if so, do that. Do you like blogging or writing? Do that. Whatever, you know, form of content creation you you are pulled most to, um, you know, that's that's the one for you. And sometimes it can be really scary because like I was scared when I first started podcasting that I'm sitting here speaking to an empty room and it felt really bizarre and uncomfortable. Um, But I knew that I really wanted to, to podcast. And now when I podcast, it does not feel as weird. I can sit here and start and, and it's okay. Um, Recently, I did a video um type thing like it was like a webinar style reaction to um to well actually it's coming it's going to be coming out soon because i'm going to turn it into a podcast but the video is available and i've reacted to um a k-pop idol that i follow and they did their myers-briggs test and um you know, they answered all the questions and everything. And I went, Oh, I've got so much to say about this, this is so interesting. And I thought a podcast is going to be a bit hard. So I did it as a video and it felt so awkward and weird and uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't know. I want to just like hide it and not tell anybody I did it. And then I listened to the audio part and I went, geez, I've actually said a lot of really interesting things. Um, you know, what was supposed to be an eight minute you know, an eight minute video I was sort of speaking to turned into an hour long thing. I don't know. I was like, what did I say during this? And I managed to get into some sort of flow and I, um, listened to the audio last night. I'm like, it's good things in here. I'm going to turn it somehow into a podcast episode, but it was just, I'm just mentioning that to contrast how when you start doing something, it's going to feel really awkward and weird, but we need to figure out whether and discern whether it's something that we want to keep at to get skill in and become, you know, and have it become easier. Or if it's just really misaligned and it's something that you want to just do minimally, like me and graphics, minimally. um, Because when you're finished doing the thing, um, you know, how you feel afterwards is a big um, indicator of whether it's aligned or misaligned. So that's just some little interesting thing there that i'm noticing um but if we aren't creating in a way that feels nourishing and good you know we run out of enthusiasm and steam we don't want to do the thing um you know and even when we aren't feeling inspired it's you know it's when we're not feeling inspired it's easier to still do the thing that is aligned um than if we um didn't enjoy it when we were were inspired oh my god what am i what am i trying to say Even when it's hard and you're not feeling inspired, it's easy to do something that you know is aligned than not being inspired and not being aligned with the thing you're doing. So I hope that makes sense. Oh, it doesn't, but I I think it's a really good point, but I don't think I worded it very well. Oh dear. But yes, so create in a way that lights you up and is aligned with you. Um, It's less draining and you feel good afterwards. an indicator for me is that i am tired and fatigued being an introvert and um but also really like i've i've created something and i'm really happy with it that for me is the indicator um you know you get a sense of fulfillment and achievement when you do when it's aligned with you and you know that's for me is the litmus test you know sometimes it's hard to create content but you still feel like you've accomplished something and it gives you your you know it gives your self esteem a bit of a boost Um, or you go through your day feeling pleased and open to receive, you know, um, the things around you and the people around you, you like you, you go out and you're like, I'm ready to, um, you know, I'm just more receptive of all the amazing things in the world. Number five, inject fun and adventure into your week. For me as an INFP, I need to be immersing myself in novelty and fun Um, you know, things that are just enjoyable or adventure. Um, On the scheme of things, I'm not very adventurous, but for me, I feel like I am a little bit adventurous. Um, And I approach life with curiosity. So I need to be doing those things to, you know, feel um, alive and happy. So for me, the things that make me feel happy and joyful and gives me fuel and energy, you know, it gives me fuel and energy rather than draining me. So some of the things I love, and you know what I'm going to say here, right? Listening or watching K-pop, watching K-pop reactions on YouTube, watching anybody nerd out on the things they are passionate about, no matter what the thing is, whether I like it or not, I just love seeing people passionate and just nerding out on things I don't understand. Um, visiting the ocean and discovering new places on the coastline where I live, that's also something that really gives me fuel as well. Um, watching a Korean drama that really, you know, that really ones, the ones that really keep me guessing about the plot, you know, that really fuels my love of, you know, thinking about possibilities and what might happen and, you know, that expansive idea generating thing I love to do eating delicious food. Um, love that too. So, <laughs> so those are my things. You know, I used to follow, I'll tell you a little story here. I used to follow this influence, influencer who, you know, she's super popular. Like she's a best-selling author. She's a top podcaster. She's amazing, you know, like amazingly successful. But I've had to stop following her because I took on too many of her beliefs and ideas and tips you know things that worked for her and other people um that these things that she suggested I took on they work for her and they work for other people but for me they created you know a really regimented and almost obsessiveness in me that um felt really misaligned and I didn't really like what what that was creating for me. Um, And one of the things that comes to mind was that she would speak about how she doesn't watch Netflix, unless it's a documentary or something really lighthearted, like a romantic comedy. Um, Very rarely though, um, she never, you know, her message was never binge watch TV because TV is junk food or something like that. Like it's just not going to bring anything good to your life. So I listened to her and, you know, this was years ago in my you know, earlier in my self-development journey. And I was implementing these beliefs. I was taking on these beliefs. And so I stopped watching things and I stopped doing things that weren't self-development or, you know, like growing myself. Um And I felt so uninspired, so lethargic, not passionate about anything. Um And, you know, I would look to people like this influencer or thought leader when I wasn't feeling alive and energetic or passionate on purpose because I thought they had the answers to get me to that place. You know, like when you decide to go on a health kick because you think, you know, it's the answer for energy and purpose finding. And, you know, I did that and her advice or that advice made it worse for me. It really, truly did. It wasn't for me. It made me feel less passionate I wasn't getting any more energy. I wasn't getting any, like, um, there was no vibrancy. So I started to just let go of trying to be like that. And I learned some things. I learned that I love Netflix and I feel so excited watching K-drama and the guessing of plots and character development, it actually brought a spark back to me. And, you know, me and my husband had things to talk about, you know, and guess about and, about what might happen in the story or what's happening with the character and I realized that he and I needed that creative immersion of a fictional story um, and interesting storytelling to really feel energized and alive and brought a connection to us um and it allowed me to tap into aspects of my creativity and possibilities I didn't and I didn't know I needed these it allowed me you know watching k-drama then allowed me to get um you know, to make connections with people who also like K-drama. I followed, um, she's not doing it anymore, but I followed um, an Australian podcaster who um, did Korean drama reviews and she was also um, an author as well of Korean historical fiction. And, you know, I felt like, you know, she never put her face on anything. Like I don't even know what she looks like, but I consider her like someone who's like a friend, you know. And her other audience members were, you know, we just thought it was just a really nice little community of people and it was so aligned. And it's like if I didn't follow my interests and passions, I wouldn't have made those connections. So it's really important to stay true to you and follow your curiosity and your heart, I guess. So that is why I say fun and adventure and integrate that as a non-negotiable when you're you know working on things right um whatever that looks like for you so you may think that the things that i like and energize me are really um strange (laughs) or unappealing or not interesting in the slightest but you've got to find your thing um not other people's things and then you can connect to more people who have similar interests and you can feel energized and happy and excited about life. So why did I make this number five? Because it's not really anything about, you know, building a business. Um, you know what I mean? So, well, I'll explain. <laughs> so I believe, I believe it should be something that you have in your life, even if you don't have a business. I feel it's necessary for our mental health and I have You know, experience more productivity, more perceived energy. Um, And I say perceived energy because I don't know if that energy really is different, but it feels different. And, you know, more love for life. You know, when I ensure that I tap into fun um, and adventure, it just gives me more fuel and more things to be able to do, you know, and more so than meditation and yoga, which is usually like go to... um, you know, thing of, oh, you're tired and you're feeling um, non-energized, go and meditate and do yoga to ground yourself and go within and recharge. And I feel that meditation yoga does have a place because I do meditate at times and I do, um, you know, I'm a chair yoga teacher. Well, I've trained as a chair yoga teacher and they have a place but it's not the only the only you know answer, you know. Sometimes you need that more fun and um, you know energetic immersion to bring the energy up. Rather than if you're feeling flat, going and doing something that's going to make you feel more flat. If that makes sense, um, I feel injecting excitement and you know adventure into your into your week it, that ignites that passion and it gets us pumped up to experience life and. You know, And then to contribute to other people, contribute to the world around us, help us feel on purpose um, and help us feel fulfilled. So a recap. So that brings us to the end of number five and the end of my five points. So to recap those points, what I have learned starting a business as an introvert, one, I have a million ideas, but I can't do them all. Two, it's easy to set a pace for myself that I can't maintain and that smaller intentional action still moves the needle on the business. Number three, I've learned that what my energy cycles look like and not to resist them. Four, it's important to create content in a way that feels aligned so that we don't burn out. And number five, injecting fun and adventure keeps us enthusiastic about life and on purpose and this looks different to each person. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. And I would love for you to let me know your biggest takeaway or any self-discoveries you had whilst working on a project or a business. So my email is elegantdaydreamer at gmail.com. And I have other links in the show notes. Um, I've got now a sign up email sign-up landing page (coughs) available because I really want to be able to share content with you outside of the podcast. Sometimes I want to share written content. um, And yeah, and at the moment, I'm not really sure where where to share that sort of thing at the moment. So I would really love to be able to share that with you. So with an email, that would make it super easy. And also finally, if you don't want to miss any podcast episodes, ensure you follow this podcast, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, so that you know when a new episode drops. And I will be back next time.